This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Kelvin, good morning from London, and good afternoon to you. Good afternoon over here, and good morning to you, uh, Johnny. Kelvin, markets are closed in China and Hong Kong today, but plenty going on. Uh, particularly between the dollar and the yen. Yes, yes, very precisely. So what we could see early Asia session this morning and throughout the start to the uh, mid-Asia session, the dollar yen has been continued its latest bout of rentless up move. So in fact, in early today Asia session, the dollar yen just surpassed last week high and printed a close to, a, I would say, 11, almost an 11-month high at 149.82. So that's the current intraday high today for now. So that's only close to about, what, 18 pips, a whisker away from that key psychological level of uh, 150, where several market participants are kind of fearful that the Ministry of Finance will start to instruct the Bank of Japan to actually uh, sell down the dollar yen. All right. But also very interesting, despite the fact that uh, what we could see early this morning, there are actually two verbal interventions up from Japanese officials, firstly by the Japan finance minister and followed by the Japan chief cabinet secretary, sounding that usual verbal intervention that they are watching closely on the movement in the current movement in the FX markets. But despite the fact of this two verbal intervention this morning, the dollar yen actually doesn't uh, seem to bulge a bit. So they continue, I mean, there's no significant pullback on the dollar at this point in time. So I believe that one of the reasons we could look at things over here from a shorter term perspective, this dollar yen is actually supported by the yield premium spread over the 10-year US Treasury yield versus the 10-year JGB yield. So despite the fact that, uh, as you all know, that exposed 28th of July, where BOJ actually introduced that flexible yield curve control program, the 10-year JGB is on a rise to then for today it actually rise close to a 10-year high at 0.77%. But in terms of FX markets, we need to look at things from a relative perspective. So despite the rise in the 10-year JGB yield, uh, the current pace of the rise in the 10-year JGB yield is not able to actually surpass the pace of the US 10-year Treasury yield. That means put it into perspective, the US 10-year Treasury yield is actually rising at a faster pace versus the 10-year JGB. So from a technical perspective, there's actually a major resistance uh, at the spread between the 10-year Treasury yield over the 10-year JGB yield, which is at 3.99%. So based on the current price of the years, the Treasury and JGB 10-year spread right now is quoting at 3.85%. So that's close to a bit about, what, 14 or 15 more basis points more to move. So that kind of actually supports this ongoing dollar-yen strength, at least in the shorter term. Okay, we're expecting a busy week ahead of us. Uh, we've got the RBA with its announcement tomorrow. We think uh, there's a pause. Non-farm payroll at the end of the week. What are markets saying about the RBA? So if you look at the current situation, well, fundamentally speaking, there are several uh, inflation data that are actually indicating that Aussie land, that means in Aus itself, inflation pressure has started to kind of uh, slow off or tempered off. So this morning, Asia session, there's this uh, privately compiled inflationary gauge uh, data. So uh, they actually, it's called an inflation expectation. So they actually show no growth for the month of September, month on month. That means 0% month on month. 
uh, down from 0.2% month-on-month in August. So another sign is pointing that uh, inflationary pressures has indeed started to temper off in Australia. So that is actually the core consensus for tomorrow. So 4.1% no change for the cash rate. So that will be potentially the fourth consecutive uh, meeting where RBA pauses. So if you look at the current situation in the Aussie dollar right now, it starts to reflect this potential pause tomorrow. So uh, what we could see last Friday gains has been kind of given up partially given up right now. So the Aussie dollar, Mr. Aussie versus the USD, is now trading back below its 20-day moving average, now acting as a near-term resistance at 0.6430. So potentially, uh, as we head into this um, uh, RBA monetary policy decision tomorrow, uh, the Aussie dollar could potentially trade with a range between 0.6430, which is the 20-day moving average, now acting as a resistance, followed by a near-term support at uh, 0.6360-40. We're seeing a, a real pattern now emerging from central banks right across the world. We've got non-farm payroll in the United States coming up on Friday. Last Friday, we had the latest PCE numbers, which again suggest the medicine is working. We were saying off-air that uh, there's been lots of mixed messages over the last few months some data suggests that the hawkish behavior of central banks may continue, others not. But now we're reaching a point where it would look like everything is going in the same direction. Yeah, precisely. So I believe that what we're seeing right now over here is the message coming up from the Federal Reserve officials. So yeah, despite the fact that we know that inflation data has started to temper off globally and in US, but several uh, Federal Reserve officials, especially Fed Chair Powell, is pretty much abundant about this uh, keeping interest rate higher for a longer period of time because they are seems to be not really convinced that uh, number one inflation uh, pressure has really been kind of totally been tempered off or killed off and they also believe that have a view I mean, I mean they do have a view that the current pace the current high level of interest rate US hasn't really hit hard on the US economy yet so definitely for sure on this Friday, uh, normal payroll data will be pointing to to give us more evidence on this potential slowdown in economic growth in US, given the fact of that, uh, I would say that the negative impact of higher interest rate starts to creep into the US economy. So what we could see, the consensus for this Friday for normal payroll is uh, we are suspecting a job increase of 163K. So that's actually below 187K for the month of August. Okay, so if if it turns out at, as as expected at 163 k for September, so that will be a fourth consecutive month where non-farm payroll data only increase below the 200 k threshold. So that actually could give more evidence of higher chance of a rate horse in US as well. But however, if we start to see uh, it came uh, out slightly about 190k to 200k so that particular rate pause uh, we call it a scenario will be thrown in the woods again so market will start to price in another rate hike going forward in november or december so that could potentially uh, support a stronger dollar in general and as well as a much more uh, weaker downside uh, momentum as seen in the u.s uh, benchmark stock indices and the oil price of course is significant in this because if that continues to rise and we are getting nearer to that hundred dollar mark then that will change the picture medium to long term yes precisely because uh, do not forget over here is that the fed officials are so watching closely on oil prices why because oil prices actually has a very strong correlation with 
future inflation. So that's actually inflation expectation, which actually starts to actually uh, turn up uh, slightly in the last uh, two months above their 2% uh, benchmark uh, threshold for inflation uh, targeting. Finally, Kelvin, we had some data this morning, the Q3 Tankan survey yes. from the Bank of Japan. What does this survey tell us? It's about large manufacturers, isn't it? Yes, yes. So basically, this Tankan survey just really like a PMI uh, report, but especially it's, they release it quarterly. So it's compiled by Bank of Japan. So uh, it consists of large manufacturers and large non-manufacturers. So what you could see the Q3 data survey for large manufacturers sentiment actually clamped uh, or rose to nine points in Q3 for five points recorded in Q2. So this is the highest print since Q2 2022. And also the uh, we're talking about the large non-manufacturers sentiment also rose similarly as well to 27 points in Q3 up from 23 points in Q2. So that's actually close to a 32-year high, all right? So and in addition, uh, this uh, Q3 Tankan survey report also uh, asked the respondents about what's their inflation expectation in Japan. So most of them actually uh, has this consensus that in the next three to five years, uh, inflation in Japan, or the, I would say the consumer price in Japan is likely to stay above BOJ target of 2%. So what we could see over here is it seems to us that the business sentiment is rather uh, optimistic about their growth, their profit margin and growth, and also optimistic about inflationary pressures, or I would say consumer prices starts to be more sticky above the Bank of Japan target of 2% in the next three to five years, in contrast to what we hear over at the BOJ governor press conference a while ago, about two weeks back uh, on their latest ex-post monetary policy decision. He's still pretty much not throwing the tower that indicate that Japan is actually out of their deflationary pressure. Would that means he do have actually an opinion that there could be a risk that back Japan could actually slip to two percent or below two percent. Uh, this uh, of we call it inflation target in the next uh year or so. There's actually a risk over here. So he's not pretty much uh certain that uh Japan is actually. Uh, able to actually uh, maintain that 2% uh, inflation target in the next year or even next three years. So there's actually a contrast between uh, the sentiment of businesses and over what the BOJ governor is thinking. So, uh, but nevertheless, that is much more for a longer term perspective. So if we do see that uh, this particular Q3 Tankan survey report and other uh, we call it uh, inflationary data up from uh, Japan start to indicating signs of much more sticky and ele elevated inflationary pressure. Uh, I do believe that uh, over here, sooner or later, the Bank of Japan got to actually come up and say that, hey, how 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 are we going to exit from our negative uh, interest rate policy? I mean, there, there might be some guidance given to actually negative uh, exit from their negative interest rate policy. But bear in mind, we are creating a negative uh, shock to the global financial markets. Okay, Kelvin Wong in Singapore, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.